Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, and this is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live every week on my Rogue Watson YouTube channel. This actual play series was not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. This channel, and by extension this podcast, are supported by Patreon. If you'd like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. here freelance writer player of games writer of origin quarter of videos and at tabletop role-playing aficionado and thank you so much for your patience we have started i think this might be a record for latest start ever welcome to our weekly live stream dungeons and dragons fifth edition online role-playing adventures i'm joined as always by my wonderfully punctual friends chris playing volravin the aladrin bard of eloquence hello heather joining us soon playing Frey, the halfling barbarian of the beast rochelle playing celeste the half-orc sun soul monk hello uh, Raymond joining us soon, playing Edmund, the human alchemist artificer, and Reese playing Thimbleweed, the Thrykreen swarm keeper ranger. I still stand by my statement that everyone should move to Waco and nothing bad ever happens to there. Uh, the, did you see there? The did you see there's a, a did you see there's a documentary on Netflix now? <laughs> yeah. Is it was that yeah. was there's that the a impetus? Documentary like every five years. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like hey kids, remember why everybody knows remember? the fucking yeah. town of Waco? It's like why everyone knows about Dallas forever because we fucking killed JFK. Killed JFK? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Texas. Yep. Fun fact: yep. My dad was in Dallas when it happened. At least Ooh. we're not as bad as Tennessee right now. I like that all these southern states try to just hold my beer with each other with every fucking yeah. terrible thing. They, t- they take they take turns. <sighs> We need to cut that shit out. Uh, we stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. Watch all of our streamed sessions here on YouTube. You can read weekly session recaps at roguewanson.com and watch my behind-the-scenes No Players Allowed live series Crafting Icewind Dale every Monday and Thursday. Head on over to our live post-session discussion Frost Night Chat after our show tonight. You can also listen to all of these live D&D shows with the Rogue Watson podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Patrons get exclusive access to private videos, custom 5e content, and participate in monthly DM roundtables and private Patreon D&D games. Shout out to new patrons this week. Andrew, for our campaign, we use roll20.net for video chat. We use Discord, and for streaming, I use open broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Our music is by Kevin McLeod, and our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. There is a Dr. Pepper factory in Waco. Mm-hmm. Previously on Icewind Dale, rhyme of the Frost Maiden. After a long resting, place of Dr Pepper is Waco, right? I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that's correct. Let's and the Dublin that. bottling plant nearby. Yeah. Shiner, also in Texas, I believe. Mm. In Shiner, Texas. Texas, everyone. It's great. We have beverages. (laughs) (laughs) You make soda and beer. (laughs) Yeah. And cults. And cults. (laughs) (laughs) 
a cult might move in and burn down a warehouse near you, but we make so we'll have good refreshments <laughs> while doing so. After long resting in the Tower of Divination, the party headed toward the hidden spellbook outside the store. A void opened above them, releasing a swarm of flying sharks. Lord Marbury the Pegasus swiftly distracted them while the party hid, though the patrolling Charlon Golem nearly destroyed it with him with an incinerating beam. So Lord Marbury should be upgraded to pronouns. The party retrieved the spellbook outside the store. Inside, a Robin paid to get a magically printed robe of Lord Marbury, honoring his faithful companion. In the Tower of Illusion, the party met the illusory recording of the High Illusionist. How many times can I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Who loved illusions. Azhamar, the recording was programmed to provide the clue they needed, but only if they acted out a scene from his latest work. With a skillful combination of spells, talents, and surprising charisma, the party banded together to put on an entertaining sequence, though the fickle illusory crowd could be difficult to please. In the end, Ajamar agreed to give them the clue for the arcane octad, as well as tease the solution to the mysterious mirror puzzle in his room. Edmund solved the puzzle by turning invisible, venturing into the mirror world, and retrieving some nice magical robes. Inside the Tower of Necromancy, uh, which you actually got to last time, and I was going to just overlap that with kind of repeating the introduction to the Tower of Necromancy again. Because <laughs> I realized, as good as it is to stop on the intro to a scene, I kind of have to redo the intro to that scene for the it. start yeah. of the next one. So you're just going to kind of get this twice. I guess I can move you to the map, too. A caustic smell assaults your nose as you enter this circular chamber. Gray, disembodied hands skitter across the room, which is lit by an eerie green glow. Chairs are neatly arranged around the room, some containing seated bodies missing their hands. Various pieces of surgical equipment sit on tables and shelves around the room. A one-eyed creature is restrained to a blood-stained bed in the center of the room. Near the table, a brain floats in a liquid-filled cylinder with a crude face drawn in paint on the glass. As you walk into the tower, a voice speaks in your mind. Ah, new apprentices. Wonderful. You could certainly use a new pair of steady hands around here. I'm about to begin a delicate procedure. Tell me, which one of you has the most surgical experience? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a long campaign. Let me check my character know. sheet. Hold on. Have any right. of us ever surgery been on each other at any point? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like we've fixed some hands. And too many a creature. That that, does that count? <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? Um, and Thimbleweed, you notice this character is, uh, this brain floating in a jar, obviously seemed to somehow, it's got this, this smiley face painted on it, and has turned towards you, and even see, when it talks, a few of the crawling claws kind of animate as if it were its hands, and the, and the voice you're hearing is in your mind, so obviously when you reply back, it is, uh, easy for you, because it's telepathic. Hey, we speak the same language. Yeah. <laughs> the no-mouth language. Yeah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, I have not seen a, uh, a creature such as you here. Indeed. I am Thimbleweed. 
Very nice to meet you. My name is Lawrence. Well met, Lawrence. I have never met a Lawrence before. Um, once again, you see that smiley face just kind of turn and <laughs> tries to like animate with its hands and then gestures towards the body. Ah, uh, you have experience with uh, these creatures. They are uh, quite uh, nasty. You see it like just like it's trying to rip at the little barely little restraints uh, restraints it has around it. I have cut apart many a creature that looks relatively similar to this. Wonderful. First, uh, we must uh, incapacitate such a creature so we cannot have it uh, trying to uh, lurch around. Oh, that goes very, very badly. As so many of them have expired. Uh, because they were not uh, properly, uh, as you say, knocked out. And sedated? Sedated, thank you. Oh, thank you. Can you close the door, please? Good. I have never had a part of living creature before. Well, we are all about the, uh, the wonders here, you see. Uh... With this procedure, I can uh, immortalize such a creature and move it to a, a higher plane of existence uh, as, as in casing its own essence inside of its own liquefied remains. It's quite fascinating. I do not understand any of that. Uh, that is okay. Uh, you will be uh, my apprentice as I was apprentice to uh, High uh, Necromancer Academics. We all must start somewhere. I pull out every blade I can. <laughs> it's just spilling out everywhere. <laughs> Let's get to cutting. <laughs> uh, Lawrence did mention that um, if I can pop this hilarious token. Uh, that we should probably sedate the creature first before cutting into it. Uh, just as if... That is a problem for someone else. As if you have some sort of, uh, spells, or, uh, we may have some, uh, poisons here somewhere in the shelves. And you can see a bunch of hands suddenly scurrying about, like, knocking over things, and as if, like, rifling through the area. I say, uh, I'm sure I do. <laughs> And start walking closer with the blades drawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I have something, but I don't know what. What are we? What is he dissecting? Uh, one of the creatures we've been fighting, right? Yeah, one of the you 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 instantly recognize. So uh, Lawrence hasn't seemed to name it, but you recognize a Nothic is restrained, which are these mutated creatures that have definitely been plaguing you guys throughout this city. He's got it kind of barely restrained on there, and he's been saying... Uh, he just explained he wants to uh, immortalize this creature by extracting its brain and liquefying its body. In the interest of science, of course. 
and we're helping him because... You guys just kind of jumped into it. <laughs> then we just kind of was like, who, right, who right, are we cutting today? <laughs> you guys can do whatever you want. Somebody's getting cut. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, somebody's I'm going to... I'm going to sort of uh, subtly go over to that the jar with the brain in it and start trying to clean it, like wipe off the smiley face that's been drawn on it. Um, you see the, the entire cylinder and brain suddenly floats up into the air, and you see several of the hands suddenly come up like this, and um, one of them even kind of, not like, almost slaps you away like, like you were assaulting him. It's like, oh, heavens, no, please. Uh, why is this custodial engineer here? And she don't look like fun of the magen. I start trying to like shove the brain back into the jar, like without <laughs> anyone else seeing. Like, nope, 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 just nothing to see here. Adam, please, this is no. It cannot be any. This is a controlled uh, room of, of magical experimentation. You slushing you around. Some sanitation work, yes. <laughs> yeah, like the, the entire room is filthy. Yeah. By the way, it's like completely bloodstained and, and disgusting. Um, uh, Celeste, as you do that, you see that the a magical hand appears, which you all are. I think all of you have now recognize the mage hand spell. Um, appear from this brain, and you see that it wipes. Um, the or it it draws on. Um, angry. Uh, eyebrows. Onto the eyes. <laughs> enough of this. We have some work to do. I don't know if any of my stuff would be helpful. I try to. Are you trying, charm... to, trying to sedate one sedate of those it, guys? Yeah. I could try to charm it into like just standing, staying still, but I, that's, that seems rather cruel to me. That's like a hypnosis, like sedation <laughs> yeah, or something. Like... <laughs> I love that I walked into this and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I just see what looks like a paper towel roll with an angry face on it. Kind of reminds me of Tally from... It is a... It appears to be a brain in a jar that is speaking to all of you telepathically. <laughs> and it is performing some kind of creepy experiment on a Nothic creature. And there's a bunch of uh, look like undead hands crawling around as if they were assistants. And there are several uh, dead bodies in this room with their hands missing. This is a guy after my own heart here. <laughs> it does know a Nothic doesn't have much of a brain, right? Maybe. Do we know if the Nothics can understand us or not? Uh, you have not been able to communicate with these Nothics for the most part. They they do seem to speak every once in a while in a kind of growling, guttural um, manner, and it was in a language that you would know that um, is the same one has been spoken in Aetherin. You know, you've had to translate their words, um, but it, whatever sentience they have, it appears to be just insanity. Oops. You could, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, try. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna argue and about bending the rules in the spell because uh -huh. the spell says I cannot suggest a course of action that would cause it harm. Okay. 
But if if the suggestion itself is not would not cause it harm, but if the suggestion was just to stay completely still still while harm was done to it, the suggestion itself isn't doing any harm to it. <laughs> he's not he's not doing anything that would harm that would cause harm to himself. He's just not moving. Uh, Do you want so me to just hit it? To make the course of action sound reasonable. Asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself into a spear, immolate itself, do some obvious harmful act, ends the spell. Yeah, that that's an interesting <laughs> way to twist it for sure. <laughs> Is inaction that might harm you? Um... <laughs> Remain in the bed. Tell it to just stare at the flowers. What and the way I would make it sound reasonable is I, I would tell the creature that um, if it if it were to move at all while this procedure was taking place, the um, odds of it uh, expiring as a result of the uh, the blades that are about to be put into it would increase tenfold. But it, if it remained entirely still through the entire process without moving a muscle. It would surely survive the surgical procedure that is about to befall it. <laughs> All right. I actually like that logic. <laughs> and you are certainly persuasive enough. All right. Uh, I think by casting that suggestion spell, you would uh, have to probably train. I don't know. Does it have to understand you? Hear and understand oh, that you. Was, that, was, that was the other half okay. of this was uh, the ability I always forget I have. Oh, yeah. You got like universal. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we Pagrana, we That's right. Okay. We're turning on universal speech and casting suggestion. I, I want to feel like you do the doctor like hypnosis thing where you like go down like real low <laughs> and like have to like either That's whisper right. it or something. You like that crocodile dundee thing where he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I pull out a I put on a little watch, I get waving in front of his eye. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that uh, effectively, uh, and, and the creature kind of, it, it's weird because it obviously doesn't go unconscious or anything, but it's kind of nods and its its eye gets kind of, you know, calmed down and it just leans back in his chair and you can see it stand perfectly still, just barely breathing. And uh, Brian says, ah, yes, that is uh, very helpful. Uh, tell me, are you from the Tower of Enchantments then? I am a. Tr we are traveling enchanters. We are not from your city, as a matter of fact. <laughs> That's. Everyone is from this city. That's a strange thing to say. I use it as one with the blades. Ah, uh, are you uh, prepared to do the cutting? Yes. Is he talking to me? Uh, it was Thimbleweed that got all his blades out. Thimbleweed is, oh, like, marching God. marching towards the surgical bed with, like, blades in every hand. <laughs> I am. Very good. Now, as you must be very, very precise and careful with the cuts, yes? Uh, we mustn't uh, harm the brain inside. And you can see the mage hand kind of floats out and, and points and kind of, and with its finger kind of traces some areas. Like, I have uh, operated on a few of these creatures before the brain is here. It's, uh, and he kind of pointed out, yes, uh, very difficult uh, for this procedure to be successful though, but perhaps with your help, you can get somewhere. Uh, Thimbleweed, give me a medicine check. 
Before before you do oh, that, yeah. as, as he's as he's approaching, I <laughs> like to inspire him. I would like, yeah, I would like you to not fail, Pit Boy. Uh, Robin is going to uh, write some words about Thimbleweed's cold, still, confident strokes of his blades. And he's also, just for the hell of it, because what else is this item for? <laughs> trying to undo my work. I'm going to uh, cast Enhance Agility on, on Thimbleweed. Or is medicine? Actually, I don't know what wisdom. Well, you imagine there there would be a the this is just to figure out where to cut, and then he will have to perform the cut. Okay. Or cuts, perhaps. All right. Well, not really understanding that part of it. Maybe he'll just enhance his agility. Okay. Which gives him advantage on whatever check it's he has to enhance ability. It's a bit it's an ability check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I, I get to choose which one it is. That, that's what, yeah. I, I always forget how this spell works. Um, Cat's Grace, advantage on dexterity checks. All right. Well, th this first one is going to be a medicine check as you try to determine, looking over, where is the right spot to cut. Would you like to use that bardic inspiration? <laughs> I yes. Goodness, Thimbleweed. <laughs> Does Edmund have any flash it's of only a plus three. <laughs> On a D10. This is the one that say where? Where to cut? This is the where to cut, yeah. Thimbleweed. I don't quite think that's the spot. I think the mage hands are pointing <laughs> higher up in that direction. <laughs> Look at yeah, the mage hands. Yeah, they're working together in this one. <laughs> Plus, we're both like on either side of the movies right. here, like no you should go over there arms crossed <laughs> like, yeah, just i concur i concur armchair quarterback in the surgery us, it's plus us, five. takes a village i see don't normally allow this many in the operation room uh, but yes, Thimbleweed, with all of that assistance you finally spot the perfect area to slice and dice where you would be able to carefully extract the brain with minimal pain to the creature. That is going to be a dexterity check. And that, because of your enhancement, you have advantage on. It's a check. Yes. All right. Wowzers. All right. With your, uh, just like with the nimbleness of like, uh, I don't know, a chef. Uh, you I are... imagine all four arms are working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine, like, the two of them have to explain to me where the brain is on the body. <laughs> you start at the stomach and they kind of have to as point you up. As he gets going, for and I just uh, look approvingly at the cutting part. <laughs> no need to intervene for that one. Squirts of blood fire out onto the walls. You can see that uh, Lawrence just kind of bobs the brain. In anticipation um oh. as you do this the um you, you now you've exposed mm -hmm. the brain completely and uh lawrence then begins to um oh, as like a humming sensation yes, no, that kind of oh, 
vibrates throughout this whole facility and you see all the hands suddenly begin to do like kind of a waving motion and you realize that Lawrence is casting some kind of complicated spell. And as he does, as he finishes it, um, you see the brain kind of roll into this um, cylinder that's kind of laying right by the bed and then the entire body of this creature just like X-Men 1 where this liquefies and just goops up into this kind of ooze-like material that crawls up into this cylinder and oh. becomes this kind of flesh slurry in the cylinder. Flesh My favorite dessert. <laughs> yeah. Ron says, yes, yes, it has worked. So you have done it. Magnificent. And then as you see, you hear this terrible screaming cry come out from this new telepathic uh, signal, which immediately blasts outward. And I need all of you to give me an intelligent saving throw. Oh, dear. Uh, By the way, whenever uh, Thimbleweed successfully used the Bardic Inspiration, um, it passed to Edmund. Because he was right by him. Intelligence saving throw. Yeah, I don't know how many of us are. <laughs> Good Got off America. guard a bit. Yep. Ooh, oh, with Frey. a minus one, Frey. <laughs> you are enjoying this. Yeah. In all your adventures, I mean... you probably have not seen a creature's brain extracted and flesh liquefied <laughs> quite this way. I mean, to be fair, she's probably been jacking with those hands this entire time. Whoa. <laughs> like, trying to literally, like, just get some more little Scooby snacks. Oh, I see. Even dead ones? Those are they definitely look undead. Bray doesn't care. Oh. I mean, they're all dead when she yeah. eats them, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all dead. Um, no, she's, yeah, she's fascinated by the fact that they move. Like, mm, she yeah. didn't know that... Just move after the like, <laughs> It's really more like she uses her spear and she's trying to just like shish kebab them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anybody who failed the save takes 14 psychic oh. damage and you are stunned. Oh. And we're going to roll for initiative. As this now new brain in the jar appears completely hostile to all of you. Oh, great. Really, it should only be hostile to Val Robin. If we're if we're gonna be fair about this the here. suggestion, yeah, yeah, because I mean, Robin's the one who said that he would survive if he didn't move. He survived. He's alive in a sense. Also, uh, some of us, like two of us, have psychic resistance. Uh, that right? is true. Yes, Thimbleweed and uh, Celeste, you two still have resistance to psychic damage until you uh, long rest again. So, oh, what does that mean? Like half damage? Cut it in or? half. Yeah. Although, if you failed, you're still stunned. Still stunned. Oh. Which means... Half stunned. You can look around. <laughs> so you take seven damage and you're stunned. Yep. What are we doing? Uh, you, did you make a intelligence saving throw as the brain has turned hostile? What? It is indeed crazy. How many times have I heard that one? Right. <laughs> right. Which everybody's still got 19 temp hit points also, by the way, so... Sweet. Don't forget that when you're minusing your hit points. I did. <laughs> I have a question. What does it mean that I have proficiency in all saving throws? All saving throws. So that means you should have That's a check my, mark. 
most like that's my like latest thing like yeah okay so i see that they're all checked there all okay checked. Yeah. you have a I massive savings yeah okay well and i still failed it well <laughs> i can't help you there yeah you add your proficiency bonus in yeah you could just hit the checkbox for everything yeah so, it's, it's on there so I, I i think it was in there celeste Thimbleweed and Valravin all failed the save, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. And if you if you make the save, I don't think you take any damage and you are not stunned. If you are you know, stunned, how... you get to repeat it. How did I fail it? I'm the most intelligent person around here. I've done brain <laughs> surgery. <laughs> I'm literally, literally <laughs> a brain surgeon now. Brain surgeon. I know. With no help from anyone ever. <laughs> I am the least intelligent out of our party, and I succeeded. So what does that tell y'all? For your successful brain surgery. You and I should go into medicine together. (laughs) That thought is terrifying. That is terrifying. (laughs) Holy crap. I'm the anesthesiologist. I was going to say you're straight. (laughs) You slice him, I dice him. (laughs) Uh, Thimbleweed, you can have a point of inspiration for your successful brain surgery. Coming <laughs> up, brain surgeon. <laughs> Life goal. All right. <laughs> um, we're gonna start with so the surprise round was basically that mind blast attack that it did, and we're gonna start with Frey. And now you see Lawrence um, says, oh, "No, no, no, no." You can tell he's trying to like communicate with it. Like you see his brain bobbing up and down angrily, and you see the other the other what was a Nothic brain is just in there like banging against the walls and just oh, yeah. the equipment of, like twitching terribly. Yeah. It's not like it's no existence. I just, I hadn't planned on this part of it. Uh, sorry, this is as, as fuzzest as I've gotten in the experiments. You, you did realize the Nothics are stupid, right? But uh, that's why extracting its brain it would uh, achieve a new higher level of existence. For who? It's stupid. <laughs> ah, alas. This is a problem. I will need a smarter subjects next time. Uh, for now, perhaps uh, we need to take care of this thing, though. <laughs> it seems a little dangerous. You think? All right. It is clearly no longer restrained. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. So we think if I break the jar the brain's in, it'll be fine? I mean, I don't know. I, well, maybe it's out. being sustained by the jar, yeah. Okay. I'll jump up on the bed. <laughs> jump on the bed. Alright, well, let's destroy it. Might as well recklessly attack. <laughs> <laughs> Break that jar. And you hit a jar. We're gonna find out. I mean, it's a jar. <laughs> yes, that will hit a jar. <laughs> she has 30. Uh. Or AC is not 30. Hmm. Or 11 damage. What about a 19? Start cracking into it. Uh, 19 will hit. For 14 more damage. 
Ah! You see Lawrence actually like give a little screech. Oh my! Oh, very strong, yes. Uh, must be uh, some sorts of uh, the bodyguards of the team. You come after me, I will break your jar as well. Ah, Understand? That will not be necessary, no. Good. Do not make me kill you. I like you. <laughs> I don't have a graphic for this, but you see that mage hand come out, wipe away the, and just draw the the mouth as the smiley as like an O face. I guess. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I like you, so don't make me kill you. <laughs> uh, well, Robin, you are stunned. I think. Sure am. You can repeat the DC fourteen intelligence saving throw oh, at the okay. end of your turn. Intelligence saving throw. That was not with advantage. Hmm. So that was not a success. Yeah, still stunned. Still stunned. Uh, Thimbleweed, you are... Unstunned. Also stunned? <laughs> I need an intelligence save from you as well. I no problem. Oh, I thought he made it. Oh, he made it five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so you are just still in awe of your work here <laughs> you're like my child i brought you into this world <laughs> and this is how you're uh... <laughs> it's beautiful you don't often see that number just on the page just a, <laughs> it's an angry angry red zero <laughs> You rolled a one, a nat one with a minus one modifier. That is impressive. Uh, uh, Celeste, I think you were also in Stunned Town, and it is quite populous. I need a intelligence save. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> you have a six. How the hell do you have a plus six? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh dear. I'm gonna spend, spend a key point to reroll. Oh. That's part of my fancy diamond soul. Oh, I was going to do that, too. <laughs> Let me get my key points All right, out. we got All it right. this time. There's All no right. way I can fail this time. All <laughs> there right. you go. That's, nice. That's better. All right. You are unstunned, but that was your turn. Oh, it was my whole turn? Uh, oh, yeah, great. you're at the end of your turn, yeah. Hey, how do you think I feel? <laughs> Edmund. You are Real not dumb. stunned. <laughs> you may proceed as usual. Alright. Um, let's try something I haven't tried before. Let's see if there's any I point. I would like to hear that. So, so, wait. Thimble we cut open the brain... And it popped out in a jar? Where did the jar come from? Jar was just there sitting by the bed. That's a question you really was, don't want the answer to that. It one. was almost a guillotine setup when you looked at it from another angle. Where it was like designed to like fall into this cylinder in the back. Out and fall into the jar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um It seems like this Frankenstein like Doctor Man had this all planned out. So, could I take the brain back out? I mean, I'm smashing the jar. Uh, yeah, you can you can attack the brain or the jar. I 
I attempted to smash it. Yeah, no, you've done a lot of damage to it. it. It looks like the jar is like cracked and the brain appears to be bleeding. Oh, okay. Um. Okay, then I will uh, just go ahead and attack it as well. Um. Right, well, real bad initiative. Let's do. Let's see how strong a jar is. So uh, I'm gonna use my lightning lure. Oh, that's not very much damage. A strength save. It's not very strong. I actually do have a switch to it. He's gonna whip at it and draw it. Attempt to draw it ten feet closer. Flip it over. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this is also a weird number. That's the best I can roll, because it's got a minus five modifier. So I literally could never beat your uh, DC. Yeah. Critical success, fifteen. A critical success nice. at a fifteen. Now, if, if critical successes were successes were a thing, then it would beat it, but it yeah. is not. So despite its best efforts, stick, yeah, that's true. Terrible damage. It is. You kind of spark up its. Do you want to draw it closer? You said. I have to to make the damage happen, so yes. Mm. Put Let's like... put it between me and Thimbleweed right here. Okay. Don't know. That's a good idea to put a brain in between it, it us all. It floats. <laughs> the whole the whole thing just floats too, like on its own. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. It takes a little bit of shocking damage, and it's still like rocking around, and it's definitely got little sparks and blood popping out. Oh. It's probably a bad idea. <laughs> that's my brain, baby. <laughs> Hooray! My baby. Oh, lovely. Alright, this thing will... Let's see, Thimbleweed and Valramin are both stuns. I can't do reactions. So it will float back. Now it can only do a cone attack. So it will blast this cone at the uh, top three. Uh, Frey... Thimbleweed, Anvil, Robin, it'll shoot you another Mind Blast. I can't be any more stunned. No, we can take more Psychic damage. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, yeah, I can. I'm already stunned. I rolled a really a good lot of that damage. damage. <laughs> wow. Almost a half. Max damage. Well, you still get to make the save. I, I think, unless stunned makes you fail all your shit, I don't... No, it only makes you fail Strength Index. So, Frey, what? Thimbleweed, and Valravin give me Intelligence saving throws. Can I use my inspiration to try to do that again? You sure can. So the 17 is success. Look, I did it Does that worse. mean I come out of the stun? Because I was stunned. already... I can't be double stunned. <laughs> right? So it's not like if I had failed to save, I, would, I wouldn't have been, like, stacked stunned. Uh, I, I will allow it. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the case, but I, I will allow it. Uh, Frey, you take 25 psychic damage and are stunned. Okay. Thimbleweed, you take half that because you have psychic resistance. Uh, 12 psychic damage and remain stunned. While Robin, you take no psychic damage and I will rule that you come out of your stun. Okay, thank you. Well, there's a lot of hit points. Ah! Cease! Cease this immediately now! As you must cease! You can see it's speaking to the jar. That's a bad's brain! Bad's! Ray, you're stunned. Give me an intelligence save. I am stunned. I don't like being stunned. Mm -mm. It's not fun. Stunningly stunned. stunned. Do the Captain America chair thing. So you've been stunned. 
Hey, I did it. You actually did it. Wow, they're minus one. All right, that was the end of your turn, nice. but you pop out of your stun. That's fine. Uh, Val Robin, you have snapped too. Realizing this little pain in the ass brain keeps stunning half your team. Yep. So who is stunned right? Who's stunned right now? It does look very damaged. <laughs> I think. Yeah, is it Thimbleweeds to stun? I think Celeste cured it, and then Frey just cured hers. Yeah, so I think Thimbleweeds still stunned. Or is okay. it restunned? I don't know. Restunned. Well, uh, Valravan will write some words of Thimbleweed's resilience in the face of this terrible malady. And he will give Thimbleweed a bardic inspiration. And... Um... Then Valravan... Have we... Have we... I guess, I, I don't know if this one matters, actually. If they can understand me or not. It can hear. Can we, can we determine if this if this creature can hear anything inside um, of its jar? Well, you, you've you've spoken telepathically to Lawrence, so... Yeah. You imagine, and you just hear, like, this kind of inaudible, like, screaming whenever this creature, you think it's trying to, like, speak to you. But you do think there's some kind of communication pathway there. Okay. Alright, um, Varavid will, he'll get really poetic with this. He'll start writing about the terrible existential dread this creature must be going through. The, the horrors of its new existence. How, how it must be just wishing for death. Yeah, that's why it's going insane. <laughs> Even more insane. Oh no, the dissonant whispers of its own existential well, dread. <laughs> that's right. Uh, wisdom save, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, resistance, you say. Yeah. And yet, your and mighty yet. DC. Yep. Alright, so 10 psychic damage, and it has to start running away. Oh, no. Yeah. Just away from you, right? Far away, use his reaction. Alright, it will fly away from you, which will trigger attacks opportunity from... I think Edmund and Frey, because Thimbleweed's still stunned. Sweet. It attempts to... Uh, it suddenly, like, just does the brain equivalent of freaking out and shrieking all in your minds again. And it attempts to float away very awkwardly and slowly. Uh, 14, 14 does hit. Does or does it? It does, yes. Is that the first number? Uh, it's 18. It's taking 10 fire damage also. Jesus. Alright, um, and then Frey brings her axe down. Yeah, the 1-2 the two combo there of this giant damage uh, absolutely destroys uh, the jar and it crashes to the ground and the flesh slurry just kind of goopily oozes out and then the brain just gives a one little poof uh, of a little gas leak and then just sags down. One says, Ah, oh, that's... That is too bad. I had high hopes for that one. I mean, if you're going to eat somebody's brain, you need to use somebody who is smart, not someone who is stupid. Ah, yes. Uh, tell me, which one of you do you think has this smartest brain? I mean, do you want the smartest brain or the one that doesn't stop talking? Fingers at somebody. Everybody, <laughs> everybody starts pointing fingers at somebody else. Nobody's pointing at me, though. Nobody's pointing at me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, like Edmund is pretty smart. He 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 knows a lot of science stuff. Yeah, but science doesn't make for a tasty brain, as literature and writing does. It is uh no taste. No, no. To know. That's not what they do with brains, yeah. I'm not sure how much brain the bug man has. He had a lot before. Ah, but uh... I'm smart too. <laughs> about <laughs> i don't want to be left out put me on the table right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, when you suggest the boys like no no this as this creature has proven himself to be a wonderful uh surgeon yes but i if i can get a, a volunteer for perhaps the next experiments yes uh to uh for the ritual of the brain transfer uh, I have a volunteer for you. You like immortality, yes? Oh, no, I don't. I already have that. That's fine. But I have a volunteer for you. Oh. You might have to send your hands out to go find it, though. Oh, these, I was going to be honest with you. These, these uh, assistants, they are just very, very unreliable. Yes. There's another set of individuals walking around. They think that they are helping. How many things are you going to sick on these other uh, Yeah, on the, on the two people who are getting the other half of the information for us. We're going to like... <laughs> Their names are Ness and Latemia. Now, you want to have some brains to be able to have conversations with. One of them thinks that they are some kind of a wizard. Oh, of course, we are all wizards, yeah? Yes, but they think they are better than you. Oh, they are the high wizards then? Like, they are uh, actually low wizards. Like high necromancer cadavics. See, whenever he mm. says that name, he kind of has this like little adulation in his voice. They think that they are. But honestly, Valen over there is probably closer than that. Yeah, Valen just kind He's of slurred slack-jawed through all this. He's a necromancer. Yeah, yeah, you're a necromancer, Valen. What, what, what do you think about all this? I think this is extremely fucked up. I, really? I thought I, this was just how necromancers are. What the hell do you think we do? No! There's these claws all over the place. They were performing some sort of terrible experiment on this creature, which all of you were just so excited to participate in. What the hell is the matter with you? You know us. <laughs> I watched you whisper to that creature to stay perfectly still while the nipple we just carved out its brains. These things are barely sentient. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what to make of this. This is not what I was expecting at all. What are we even doing up here? What did we come up here for? We're here for the piece of the Yokdad riddle. Yeah, do you have that? Literally, just gonna ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the arcane Octads, then? Yes. I, uh, of course I do not. That's only for the high wizards of each tower to have such information. Um, we'll have to, uh, see High Necromancer Cadavix for that. Where uh, can I find him? Oh, well, I, I guess I last saw him in his quarters uh, further up the tower. A long, long, long 
wrong. You can see like his brain gets confused for a second, starts pulsing, and like just kind of like does this weird like flickering maneuver. Ah, long, long. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, perhaps we should go speak to him. Oh. Tell him of your triumphant uh, forward move, forward movement in your experiments. This was a Great step in what you're trying to achieve here. Surely. Oh, 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 yes, uh, please. Uh, can I get? Uh, can I get your your name? It turns to you, Thimbleweed. Uh, you, you, of course, will need to be remembered in this. Even though the the brain uh, ultimately tried to fry our brains, it was still a, a very much a success. I think. Every brain I have operated on. This is my most successful. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that. What's a, uh, a wonderful opportunity for us. Oh, thank you so much for all of your assistance. Uh, and then the, the claws just kind of go about their business. And, and, if, and he whispers to a few of them and says, uh, and he tries to repeat the name. Um, uh, find these uh, wizards. They may want to volunteer for the procedure. And a few of the claws just kind of, they come up like run into each other and then kind of scurry out there. And, and you can see uh, one of the claws comes up and like wipe, does this like hand wiping motion on the jar as if like wiping sweat, like condensation on the jar. Yes. Difficult, difficult work to find volunteers these days. We certainly wish you luck. You do see uh, stairs. Uh, that go up further into the tower. Alright. Let's check out what this old, probably dead wizard's up to. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, I'm searching the room, you do find a set of alchemist supplies, if anybody needs such a thing. Yeah, okay. Edmund, is that, is that something you need? Uh, I think I already have... <laughs> yeah, you probably got... I have a set already. Okay. <laughs> but I'll take another set if nobody <laughs> needs it. Okay, um, up the stairs. Who's first up the stairs? I kind of all moved you up there. Who wants to go first? I'll go first, minis. Books, overturned tables, and bones of varying shapes and sizes lay strewn about the floor of this small round chamber. A well-preserved body lies twisted and broken on the floor. In the corner of the room, the glint of a large green gemstone can be seen half buried by the bones. You see this gemstone kind of glow for an instant, and Frey, I need to get a charisma saving throw from you. Oh, shit. 15 good enough? It's good enough for me. It's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it dep uh, depends if you're trying to do some things, because I do have some resistances or get like advantage on different things. So what are you trying to do to me? Um, there is a ghostly presence in this room that is trying to possess you. Oh, hell no. She's going to, yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. She's already had a, like, a ravenous spirit possessor That's true. a number of times. So. Yeah. yeah. What else is new? You, you see the emerald glow briefly, and uh, you feel this presence uh, enter into your body. And... Uh, I'm going to give you a handout. Okay. 
totally going to talk to the ghost to be like, you want to see something that's going to be really fun? <laughs> you think I'm great now? Just wait. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'd, uh, you may have to scroll down under Chapter 7, Doom of Ethrin. Uh-huh. And the handout is called Catavix Possessed. Oh, this will be fun. Yep. And oh, okay. I am going to send you a message. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Did the rest of us see anything? Uh, you see something happen very briefly in front of you. It, it may, maybe just like shake a yeah, little bit. Yeah, exactly. Did that get sent to oh. you? It's in all of us, I think. Shit, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why that did that. Um, let's try this again. Well, you hit it now. Yeah. It looks like you can retroactively hide it. Yeah, I can. There we go. You may paraphrase this as you wish. She has some. Uh, <laughs> this is like Betrayal at Baldur's Gate, where I gave like instructions halfway. <laughs> you have to go leave the room for a couple. You have to go minutes. leave the room yeah. for a second and, and yeah. read this over. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, are we still going into this room? Or yes, you're all. Yes, you're all okay. going into this room. Um. So what what do we see in this room besides the bones? And... There's bones, and there's a glowing emerald. And Frey is, I don't know what Frey's yeah. body is doing. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, hey. Like so, with with a little the green light, you just see Bray shake a little bit, just kind of like reset her shoulders. Nothing strange, honestly. It's nothing strange. <laughs> and then, uh, I guess I'm not going first for you assholes anymore. Just so you know. <laughs> um, you hear a voice come out of Frey that you've never heard before. And you, you guys have been through a lot with Frey, let's be honest. It's, We've seen a, lot, a number of voices. You, yeah, you've seen, you've seen some of her personalities. This one's a new one. So, uh, just kind of like looking around. Has not paid attention to y'all coming up behind her, really. And um uh, <sighs> How long all these years of waiting. And then she turns and sees you all behind her. I am Kadavix, wizard of the Ebon Star and High Necromancer of Ethrin. I don't know how long it's been since the fall of the city, but I must find someone. I only need to borrow this body for a moment to raise my own. And literally will she turns her back on you. Well. I'm sure she won't mind. <laughs> she is. I, I, have you, I, yeah. I, I, if you haven't encountered the um, terrible spirit of the Wendigo while you're in there, good on you. Hopefully you don't. Before we you, were, um. She. Possessed the least spellcaster of all of us. That's right. Yeah. Which might be problematic. What is there to worry about? You <laughs> might believe that was by design, as it was a charisma save involved. <laughs> oh yeah. So you just see, like, Frey is now 
moving stuff and clearing things away. Balin, this is one of your friends, right? Yeah, this person. You necros run together. All right, first of all, I don't know if that should be offensive or not. Not all necromancers know each other. Second of all, this is a 2,000-year-old ancient city. But third of all, yes, I'm extremely fascinated by this. Oh, are we speaking to one of the original? And she does her, um, and, and when you, when Frey spoke, it was through that old language, by the way. It was that Larose language mm. that she was speaking. So you had to translate it and Valin make sure to cast that spell so all of you can understand. And she speaks back and says, are, are we speaking to an original member of, of Ethrin then? It seems I, like it. I presume so. What's the guy's name that he introduced himself as? He's going to call him Thimble Tricks, but that's not, no, that's not right. <laughs> Thimble Tricks. Cadamix. Mr. Cadamix, sir, you are my friend. Lynn here has some questions for you if you'd be so kind as to answer them. But before you raise your body, which we're happy to let you do, I'm sure my friend here is very happy to loan you her herself. But before you finish your ritual, um, we are here on some very pressing business, some information that we must gather. So perhaps a trade could be involved here, the rental of this corporeal body in exchange for a small bit of information for us. How far am I allowed to take this? Um, <laughs> I, I, I could say I could give you some notes. I definitely want you to take the reins, but... Uh... And the, the whole time, uh, Frey, and I use the term loosely, is searching the room for something. Mm. The body is clearly visible, but the Frey is searching for something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you've, you've seen, um, uh, like, it, the, with the, with the body and the, you, you've seen, like, her pick up a, a, a green thing. You're not real sure what it was, and she just kind of put it in a bag. And then, like, literally, she's just, like, searching the room, looking for, frantically searching for something. Um, if anybody wants to, something? yeah, if you can want I, to try to help find you with it. What was that? Edmund asks the, the possessed rare, are, are you looking for something? Uh, could we help you find it? No, no, you can't. And like literally pushes past you looking for it and uh acknowledges the fact that Val Robin has said something. Um and just says speak your terms. Um, all right, terms, yes, yes. Well, terms are relatively simple. In exchange for your piece of the arcane octad, which I believe you hold in either in memory or in physical um, literature somewhere in this room, on this tower, we will grant you uh, temporary ownership of 
this corporeal body that you currently possess. As long with uh, uh, granting something already has. <laughs> along with whatever age you might need. Um and also, yeah, maybe we should be looking for whatever this guy is looking for at the same time. Um uh, whatever age you might need to complete this ritual and raise your mm. your own corporeal body so that you might um exit this one. Can we Yeah, we can't guess what Frey's looking for based on what she's touching, can we? Like, you know, she's touching stuff, picking stuff up? No, she's, you, she just see her moving stuff. She's not actively, like, looking at something and putting it down. Looking, just actively moving give, stuff. Give me an arcana uh, check, Edmund. What? Give me an arcana check. An arcana check, you say? Yeah. You did hear the Cadavix Frey say they needed to raise the body. You got a, you've got you've got a bardic inspiration, Edmund. Also, you should try to yeah. use that. Was it now a D10? Yep. But an 18. <clears throat> uh, thanks to the bardic inspiration, you realize that to successfully cast the raise dead spell, one needs a diamond worth at least five hundred gold. So the spell Ooh. consumes. Celeste, as you watch. Edmund successfully uses Bardic Inspiration. You feel that you you yourself are inspired. Science. So, and you just kind of see Catafray. Yeah, Catafray? Afraid of it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Afraid of it. Afraid of it. Boy, they're both cool, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so you just, again, just rummaging through Freydavix, and then... <laughs> Literally sounds like um, a, another player character or something to play. It'd <laughs> be a great one. That, that's the name of the character I'll do whenever I'm impersonating you, dear. There you go. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm, I'm Freydavix. Of Freydavix. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then, all of a sudden, um, just, like, again, just it looks like it's frantic searching, and then you... Just feel um you you hear Freydavix start to cast a spell. Did, did, did she find the diamond? And with that I will yeah. cast at the fifth level. Ray's dead. So you see, um... You just see her hand come out like this. And then you you hear the Ray's dead spell. And she just crushes the diamond. Now this spell takes... Wait, she did, she did find the diamond? Sorry, I, I missed that. Yes. Like, yeah, she, so okay. she produces, like, the same time she starts casting, and then she produces this diamond, and then uh, crushes it in her, in, uh, her hand. And you could, you could see she is attempting to cast a spell. You could uh, make a check, but we kind of already identified it as, as raised dead, and she claimed to be, afraid of X claimed to be needing to raise a body. Now, uh, some of you may realize the raised dead spell. Uh, in fact, we've, <laughs> we've witnessed a player character coming back from the dead. Uh, it takes about an hour to cast. 
Um, Do we really want this thing raised? Oh, I guess to get the clue, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I guess he just doesn't necessarily agree to give us the Arcane Act. He kind of ignored me whenever, whenever I asked him. Alain whispers him down and says, I, I do know that it's possible that high-level necromancers can uh, transfer their soul into an item not unlike a bitch, I suppose. Um, and I suppose if their body were preserved, uh, they could just raise the body back up. And you recall there was a gentle repose spell cast on this entire tower, so bodies do not uh, decompose. Okay. And is there a body in this room that's not decomposed? Yes, I described mm -hmm. that as a well-preserved uh -oh. body lies twisted and broken on the floor. Okay. And Freydavix is literally standing next to it, casting the raised dead spell. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. I guess this is to Valen, but he's like, I, I suppose we're in good shape then? Just let him do what he needs to do, and then we'll have our friend back and continue onward from there? Well, at least he's not a bloody brain in a jar, I suppose. That's a plus. Can't say for sure what it would be like. I mean, the only other high wizard we spoke to was a slod. <laughs> mm -hmm. And everyone has been a bit mad in here, so I'm not sure about the sanity level, but to have such a being we could speak to would uh, fascinatingly helpful, I suppose. Um, I don't know how pissed off Frey will be, though. Kind of has a lot of things going on inside of her body. I'm not sure she'll even remember this. Who knows? Let's hope that's the case. <laughs> um, otherwise, if you don't, guys don't do anything, I would technically say everybody but Frey could gain the benefits of short rest if you just want to chill up here. Frey doesn't need one. It's fine. Can, can we talk to him while he's doing this? Or is he like... You try, but yeah, the whole spell requires like concentration. And, and whenever you do, you can see Freydavix get very irritated. And maybe a little anxious. Can, can uh, I examine the body? You do what? what? I'm going to examine the body. Okay. And ask everybody. Guys, think he needs his hands. I think he might not be terribly cooperative if he gets into his new body and he doesn't have hands. <laughs> we, d we do want to talk to him after this is all over. Yeah, but hands are important for a necromancer and... Uh... You know, we see what Valin can do. She can raise armies of one. I mean, imagine what this guy could do. Okay, um... Don't hear Frey's voice in the background. Valin is useless! Right now, Edmund, like Edmund, Edmund, sweetheart, your heart's in the right place, but perhaps instead of taking his hands, we could maybe just bind them or something? Something that's less, uh, horrifying? Hmm... I guess you could do that. You could put him in handcuffs <laughs> of some sort. But I, I don't think that would stop a necromancer from casting these spells. I think I need my hands to cast most of my spells. 
I'm not I know, actually sure. I couldn't you do it from behind your back? You don't need... It doesn't matter if they're handcuffed. Well, be very careful with the binding, I suppose. <laughs> On the other hand, maybe we don't want to piss off a powerful wizard. I don't know. There's just one of him. Y'all really don't want to piss him off. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I got, this is very expensive, but I can, I, I could, I could, I could do something. But it's a very high level spell. Yeah, we're the rests. Edmund, Edmund's gonna eat one of his purple pears. I'll keep, uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep this in my back pocket. If he's, if he's uncooperative, I'll, I'll, I'll pull this out. But I'm not gonna do this without trying diplomacy first. So yeah, for now, I guess we'll just we'll just hang out and let him do his thing. Sure. Yeah, if you guys want to get the benefit of a short rest, I will let that happen. All right. Well, everybody gets your temporary hit points back. <laughs> All right. Except me. Except you. <laughs> You're not listening to my story. No. I'm chanting. Yeah, and the whole time the body's like slowly like coming back up and knitting together and stuff. The body, well, uh, you well, mentioned. While we're resting, we can like freshen up his body too. We can like just, you know, make sure it's all fully dressed and the clothing is, is you know. Modernized. Modernized, yeah. <laughs> so out of date. Put a, put a little scarf on the, on the body, cover up any like, you know, uh, deterioration, whatever. Horrifying wounds, yeah. Celeste starts laundering his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is filthy in here. This is not Celeste's favorite tower. <laughs> it's it's really in bad shape. Uh, Edmund the... starts painting his fingernails pink. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make them look good. Yeah. Right. Uh, the bones appear to be fossils that might be worth thousands, like ancient fossils. Uh, of creatures that you're not even sure where they're from. And looks like they'd be worth just absolutely thousands of gold. But they're also a lot. Although you do have a bag of holding. Yeah. Doesn't it still have a flame skull in it? Sure does. The one, I, I think? I believe it has one flame skull now, yes. Well, we could just sort of, like... Are there a number of these, or is it just like a collection? I mean, if you want to take some, that's fine. Okay. I think you can find... Um, you think you'd be easily able to pocket in the bag of holding like a thousand gold worth of these fossils if you found like the right buyer to be interested in this kind of thing. Okay. All right, um, after that, the spell uh, completes, and Freydevix, you successfully um, raise the body, and then pretty much instantly after that, uh, you are able to activate the emerald that you've been, uh, that you so quickly pocketed, and uh, essentially, you all see this very cheesy, um, like, light fly out of the emerald, and into Frey, and then a light from inside Frey go into this body. I think uh, Little Mermaid when the voice goes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And now you are looking at High Necromancer Katavix. Does he look good, or does he look like a like a corpse that's been raised? Uh, I mean, he looks like someone who's had the raised dead cast spell cast on them, so he is living. Um, but uh, yeah, he's very you know everything closed while like everything is just like uh, well, I don't know how fun we were about well, to, we, yeah. yeah we updated <laughs> we spent, it so we just spent an hour like literally wearing whatever that. you all gave him yeah and he appears to be a little bit um, wide eyed and kind of like does some weird you know maneuvers like he can't like it's been so long uh, I I see you're admiring your nails live <laughs> again yeah. I hope you like the hot pink choice. <laughs> Very modern. It was a choice. It was a choice on my part. Yes. Um, he nods at you, Frey, who now you have your complete faculties back. Oh, yeah. She's... She's actually not upset by this. Honestly. She's like, eh, I thought I was going to get a vacation. <laughs> That was not as I expected. It seems a little crowded in there. She just smiles. There's at least two other entities in there by control, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sure you have questions as I do. We do. Most pressing of which, though, is... The simple one that I've put to you before. What is the portion of the arcane octad that you hold? If you are asking about that, it means Ethren and the Mithalar are still functional, which means Uriolarthus must live. Of course he does. The brain transfer ritual makes one effectively immortal. To give out the line to a non-ranking wizard is a breach of security, but I think we've dispelled with formalities at this point. I will share my fate, uh, my part of the right, once I discover her fate. Who is this person? The, the high, high, high wizard? Whenever he first possessed the body, he mentioned that he had to find someone. Okay. And it's name he just used. Um, the name he dropped was also a name that uh, somebody else mentioned. Um, probably the slot. It was the other wizard you technically spoke to. Uh, Ariel Larthus, who they seem to reference as, like, their boss. Okay. But you're not sure with who he's referring to when he says, uh, must find someone and discover her fate. Ah. I'm afraid the fate of everyone in the city and the fate of everyone in this region that we come from is slightly, slightly more pressing than you might imagine. Your city still exists. The Mithilar still exists. But it has become incredibly unstable, my friend. It is threatening the existence of everyone who still resides in the city and everyone who still resides in the area around it, which is what we are attempting to protect. 
In order to shut it down, we require that piece of the Octad. I understand. Ethelar is beating heart of the city. Maintain its energy. The Council of the Ebon Star. We're all attuned to it. Each a master of their respective school and tower. Just before the city fell, I felt its energy drained in the blink of an eye. My connection was severed. I had only moments to act. It's here, my quarters. Transposed my soul into a gem. The body was killed in the crash, but preserved thanks to the spells of the tower. Don't know how long it's been. But no living creature has come up here until you. Eighty-four years. <laughs> I must find her. Who is she? I love. Does I don't love have a name. My snowflake is all I've thought about. All these years, a powerful wizard, Orleana, stronger than all save our master. If I can survive the fall, then surely she did as well. I must find her. Are you feel an odd sensation when he says all this? A faint whisper on the wind. Ray just, like, turns her head a little bit like she's listening. He, uh... He suddenly stumbles back a bit and points as you've got the, uh... And you look down where he's pointing and you've got the, uh, the codicil of white tucked somewhere where it's just peeking out. He says, that... Where did you get that? What's it matter to you? That looks like her spell book. It was a gift. Who was who was this woman precisely in your city? Aureliana. She was a very powerful wizard. Hmm. Uh, I'm afraid you might find that she is perhaps not in the same state you left her. What do you know? Now you see him getting agitated. If she still lives, she has, as far as we have been able to tell, no corporeal form. See, Frey wins under that one. <laughs> she seems, from what we can tell, 
to have extended beyond the limits of what we mortals might call existence. How, I do not know. To be honest, you're disturbing my very notion of what the gods are at this very moment, but I'm trying to move beyond that as we speak. Speak of gods and ghosts. What are you talking about? Have you seen her? How did you get her spellbook? What have you done? If that is indeed... I didn't do anything. Yeah. I want to preface this by saying that it has been thousands of years, my friend. A lot may have happened since you... <laughs> Record <since> scratch. I <laughs> <laughs> think offense that you think I did something. I let you borrow my body. Whatever happened to her in the time between the fall of this city and now... She has, for lack of a better word, ascended. She is known to us here in this land as a goddess of sorts. Truly. She is not like you or I. How she got that way, from being a mortal that you knew to being a god that we know, I have no idea. Mithalar. Oriolana was always ambitious, a gifted wizard with a fiery passion. How I loved her. But to do this thing, to, to drain the Mithalar, become something else and doom this city, I do not believe she would do this. Hmm. Perhaps she didn't do it intentionally. Perhaps she did. I don't. I didn't know the woman. Am I still hearing anything? Uh, you know what's odd is you haven't been able to feel much of a connect. You felt just a little, and which you know must have been a strong pull because you haven't been able to feel much of her since entering this city specifically. Mm. It really feels like you've been cut off, and only recently with having him inside you, uh, you have been uh having these kind of faint connections, uh, to the to. Oral. Ray's just gonna move closer to him. Yeah. And just see. Yeah, and you feel like that stirring. Although what's weird is I would describe it as a warmth, except it's a cold. Cold. <laughs> but it feels um, good because you don't like warmth, but you like cold now. So it kind of has that mm -hmm. weird sensation. But others actually, everybody else probably takes a few steps back from you as you start radiating like extra cold. Colts. <laughs> Colts. And the Colts. Colt. I've gone from Fedevix to Colts. Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> uh, he says, if Mithalar functions once again, it would draw her attention. Even as a non-corporeal entity, I felt it stir back up to life. Perhaps if you unlock way inside which chamber she will come. Ray is literally doing circles yeah. around this guy. Uh, yeah. Like, walking around her. And I yeah. can see for myself. Yeah, he's watching you warily. You have some connection to her, yes? I can feel it. Yeah, well, when I you mean, shut up, I can feel it too, so shut up. 
And what's more, from what we have been able to ascertain of her will through our friend here, which is very little, her being an ascended being, but we gather that her will, what she wants of us here, is to stop the Mithalar doing whatever it is doing currently. She has, in fact, as an aside, put some sort of curse on all of our lands in either an attempt to... I, I don't know, spur action or threaten those who, who are nearby? That, that part is unclear. But I firmly believe that it is her will that we get inside that tower and deal with this Mithalar. So by helping us, you would in fact be helping her as well. So you are working for her. Technically only she is, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slightly contracted. That's right. We have, we have let's say, aligning goals. Temporary <laughs> aligning goals. Uh, he says, to reach the Mithalar, must get through Eriolarthus. Though it took a council to attune to the Mithalar, he was always our leader, and he guarded it jealously. Assuming Is that the, the big robot, dude? Oh, no. <laughs> you, you speak of uh, one of our Shardalin sentries. Yes. Ah, the city must be in full emergency lockdown then. Of course. How do we, how do we turn that shit off? Ah. You must defeat Eriolathus. It would go directly to him. As an extension of his power. With all the lines of the right of the arcane Octad, you should make it inside the tower. His tower. Assuming the inside of the spire works the same, it will take at least one wizard to unlock the way to his chambers. Well, thankfully we have one wizard. She's not very good for anything, yeah. but... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Says, yes, you do. Mr. Cadvix, it's so nice to meet you. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Says, uh, yes. If you will do all of these things, I will give you my line. The Arcane Octad. I believe we have to do all of these things. As as we said, our the lands we come from and inhabit are in danger because of this place. So dealing with your high wizard and his explosive magic engine or whatever this thing truly is will be the only way to solve that problem. If he is the only one. Have you been to all towers? You are any of the high wizards yet live? We can give a recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been to um, three or four. Three. Or four? The this is the fifth. Reasons. This is yeah. the fifth one you've yeah. been to, and the only one you've ascertained. Well, 
You technically spoke the to the was one, right? you spoke to the illusion one, but that was a recorded recording. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, the slide, yeah, which was a transformed, um, APS the high. Oh, he was transformed. Oh, okay. I thought he was always this. That was a slide. <laughs> I thought it was just a slide. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I like that you never questioned it too. <laughs> it's like, all right, I you're a slide. Just a slide. <laughs> I, I mean, this seems like a crazy city. So a slide yeah, being a wizard. The slot one wizard. of the wizards was. That, that's yeah. that's really funny from my perspective. <laughs> I just never questioned it. <laughs> I guess we're able to slide now. Yeah. Um, it says if Irolathus is the only one remaining, I I can't imagine what power he might have or what sanity he has left. After these thousands of years, there's not much sanity to go around in this city. I would not surprise us. I fear my own is tenuous at best. This whole time, Frey's still circling this guy, by the yeah. way. Hey. What will you do after we, after you give us your portion of the Arcane Arctad? How will you proceed from there? Uh, I, I would like to see her again. She would be here. Perhaps she will, she will come. Once we have dealt with Mithalar, or at least reached it, uh, permitting, I could join you. And says, oh, this is wonderful, just wonderful. Yes, of course, I have so many questions to ask. I just do a, like a very general insight check on this whole, dude's whole vibe. Yeah, for sure. He, he is human, right? Doing the vibe Give me check. that insight check, we'll find out. <laughs> It's a vibe check, okay? It's a vibe, it's a vibe check. check. I would like to do a vibe check on the check, check on that vibe. That's right. Twenty-four. Uh, it's a Assuming good vibe. Assuming he is humanoid. <laughs> yes. If he's not humanoid, I don't get the which I know is like a weird rule. That, that is a weird thing. It's like you can reveal. Yeah, you yeah. be like, oh no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably give it to you and just uh like ignore the fact that you got the lie, lie about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just lie about it. Um, he does look like he has clearly some, uh, issues from being a ghost for thousands of years. Um, mm -hmm. but he's conversed fairly lucidly so far. He just appears to be very passionate about finding, he's laser focused on his task, which is finding, uh, this lover that you all have put two and two together. He does seem like he's more calm when Frey's near him also. You're having like an effect on his, uh, like emotional and psychological well-being. Oh, Fred doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do because you feel the same from him, kind of like that. That same force. Oral the, likes the, it. Yeah, Oral kind of <laughs> likes it. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of conflicted though. It's it's a very it's complex emotions for sure. <laughs> and you have you had not been able to commune with her still. You're, you're getting the right in the middle of like some ex drama. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you you honestly feel like there's a block, like there's something blocking you from being able to fully like communicate with her. Mm. And what from what he said. Um, perhaps unlocking the path to the Mithalar, which he says is basically getting through Irialarthus and the Spire, uh, might draw her there. 
All right. Well, I'm PK. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with him traveling at least for a while. I will say before we allow him to travel with us, mm-hmm. the the payment for traveling with us will be that he gives us his portion of the octad before we start before we get there. I feel like he's holding that on us. Okay. Like 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 yeah. just. Like he's no, Stalin on us. Right, no, yeah, you have that conversation, and he basically asks yeah. to, like, <laughs> would you like him to join the party? Yes, no? Mm-hmm. Um, and he does very dramatically give his line, and he looks at all of you, like he locks eyes with each of you in turn and says, well, Necromancy, part of the line is as follows. Seventh. Trace a circle with the ashes of the dead. Oh. Do you have any of those around here? <laughs> it looks around. <laughs> um, sorry, it's a bit messy. I haven't had a chance to tidy up recently. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> also, I think you pocketed some of my fossils. <laughs> <laughs> Are those ashes of the dead? We can just draw on the ground with these fossils. <laughs> I mean, if you scrape a little bit if off, you turn them into no, ash. If you turn them into ash, the yeah, they yeah. that would be dead. Just like chalk, just draw ch- chalk with the fossils. So they're intentionally vague. You, yes, it it should work. Collect some bones and have a mortar and pestle in a lot of time or something. Turn them into ash. All right. Well, we still have a few more to collect. And we have some untrustworthy wizards collecting some other ones. <laughs> I don't suppose you know any of the others, do you? Are uh, the lines? Yeah. It was important to Virulathus that each of us only know a single line. So... That's what I figured. A single one of us able to enter the spire under extreme circumstances only by getting the favor of each someone be allowed inside. Alright, well, then we have at least a few more to visit. Maybe one or two more. Um, yeah. As you all go downstairs, you still see, uh, Lawrence there, and Kevin. But yeah, Lawrence is fine. You see his eyes. He draws the uh, the eyebrows going up, and the big round mouth goes. Hi, Necromancer Catsfix. Oh, Master, it is so good to see you after so so long. Oh, uh, so long. I. I uh, uh, most recently uh, completed uh, the ritual. Uh, you would be so proud. Yes, uh, these assistants. I uh, did you send them? They were fantastic. Well, that's pretty impressive. Proud <laughs> of him or not, though? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he took he, the brain of a Nothic. Yeah, his choice of subjects is questionable, but the method seems to be effective. <laughs> yeah, Gadavix just shoots his eyes up and he goes, as he looks around surveying this place. Lawrence. Ah. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. Uh, Is he oh. a contern? 
Yes, Lawrence, a uh, promising apprentice, uh, overly eager, tad mad, but what wizard isn't? You see Valin guffaw, like just totally like trying to appease, like, ah, oh, I know, I know it, it's goodness. I don't like this side of you, Valin. <laughs> don't ruin this for me, shut up. Ah, you are... Lawrence, yes, uh, you were one of the last volunteers to undergo the brain transfer ritual. Yes, you still live. Amazing. Lawrence puts uh, his eyebrows furrow. Says, what's... What are you talking about? Ah, uh, it's just so brains, and you could see the crawling claws do like the hands, and he kind of scratches the the glass cylinder. Master, I don't know what you speak of. He only just woke up, so don't worry about it. Hmm. And Cadavex, this is bottom what I was talking about. Not much sanity left in this place. Ah, uh, yes, I see. Oh, um, all right, Lawrence, carry on then. <laughs> Shrugs. <laughs> Good job, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, I'm going to be, I'm going out for a while. I'm going to go get a pack of smokes, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> gotta go get a gallon of milk. <laughs> Just gotta head out. Yep. Uh, and you see as as you all head out, the, one of the crawling claws waves. All right, yes, I will keep fucking on it. Ah, Mr. Simpleweed, don't go too far. Yes, I will have some fresh work for you soon, hopefully. Indeed. I look forward to it. Before we get a long profession ahead of you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Edmund asks the brain in the jar, any chance you cremate the remains of your experiments? Oh, if uh, the ritual is successful, the the body is entirely liquefied. So, uh, no cremation necessary. So you don't have any ashes for me? <laughs> Ah, braids not some kind of uh, fire for that. Yes, uh, we don't have that here. Mm. It's not a morgue. We're a vessel of science. It's understanding. Well, I just figured you burn the bodies of the failed experiments. <laughs> I don't know. The claws do something with them. <laughs> As my assistants. But you all did pocket a bunch of those bones, so you thought maybe you could just crush those bones up. Crush some bones. Fresh crushed bones. That's right. As you all exit the tower, a group of Nothics rushes in your direction, screaming and clawing with their eyes wide, but a wall of ice springs up in front of them, freezing most of them solid. As the last Nothic attempts to claw itself away, an icy spear splits its head in half. And from behind, from behind it is the towering insectoid form of the creature you freed from the Tower of Conjuration. 
you're back. This one has fulfilled its tasks as requested. You have learned the remaining portions of the Arcane Octad. Clues are as follows. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you copy and paste it for us, yes. Mr. Devil? Coax a secret from another. Coax a secret from another. Fifth, quench the flame in thy palm with ice. Sixth, hide thyself behind a mask. Eighth, stand firm in thy circle of death. Consume poison. Okay. And with that, your, uh, we Quest log all. officially updates. Yeah. I don't do it live right now. I'll do it in a second. Uh, with all eight okay. of the clues. The question for you. You have fulfilled your task admirably. What of the two wizards that were perhaps to be obstacles to you in your quest? Did you encounter them at all? It looks at you and says, This one has completed its contract. And it, it towers over you and its head cocks and its mandibles splay a bit as if in a wry smile. It says, This one has made a new bargain. And in the blink of an eye, it disappears. Okay, I guess that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if the devil went and made a deal with our enemies, it's I can't really hold that against him. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Opportunistic, those devils. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not. Nothing like like dangerous is happening right now. Just he just disappeared. Just disappeared. Yep. Even even saved you from a little random encounter. Well, the bad news is, maybe he gave the, all the rest of the clues to the other side. To those two. <laughs> it's unclear what, what deal he made with uh, uh, Valish and, and Ness. Unclear. They got something from that devil, though. Um, but yeah, and with Katavix's help especially... And he just, you deal with strange creatures, dangerous ones. Devilish you haven't seen one. nothing yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the wizards of conjuration liked to deal with devils frequently. Yes, the, the high wizard of that tower had this one trapped in its uh, upper floors. And you released it? Well, <laughs> in a sense, it. yes. <laughs> I was going to say, well, we needed the, the piece of the Octad, but then I remembered that no, we didn't, and we had actually already stolen that. <laughs> and in fact, I just did it on my own. Yeah. Um, with That's true. What what the devil did for them isn't the question. What could they have given the devil that he wanted? 
Because we gave him freedom from everlasting imprisonment. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Very true. Interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, with Katavix's help, he does seem to recall the patrol of the uh, Shardal and Golem. It's a good memory. Yeah. Uh, so he hasn't had much to think about. <laughs> um, and he's able to get you guys quickly and quietly through the street. He is shell-shocked, though, the whole time. And Freya, you notice any time you're away from him physically... Um, he seems to kind of lose himself a bit, not in like an insane way, but like in a, like a, almost a PTSD thing where he like sees the city and, and starts to kind of freak out a little bit about like, and all the time catching up to him. But then whenever you're close, he kind of, um, centers himself and calms down and focuses on the Funny. task at hand. Okay. And... With that, you are able to uh, transport a good distance across, basically, Aetherin. You do see this Mythar continue to sputter, and around you, you see um, different tears opening up. And, and this, uh, Katavix has no answer for. He's never seen anything like this. And he just responds that there's something very wrong with it. It's And now, now he's beginning see to see what you were saying. Such yes. A hurry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like this is very dangerous. Um, and you see tears and more of those like flying sharks and other like tentacle creatures and things start kind of going around you and all of you kind of pick up the pace and start uh, generally hauling ass towards the spire entrance. I'm going to have everybody uh, give me a... Uh, Constitution saving throw. That's... A good one. Oh, <laughs> Celeste, you have such good saves, but not good dice. Although this is not right. a... <laughs> Both Thimbleweed and Celeste have Bardic Inspiration. Oh, yeah. What is that now? You do not have to use it. This was not a very high save. Oh. I was just mocking oh, your, oh, your low okay. roll still. Um, <laughs> I think, Fra- ironically, Brace. the plus 10 Barbarian... That's funny. Yeah, one plus ten. Because maybe you're having to keep up and try to uh, keep uh, Katavix lucid. Um, it's kind of fucking up your endurance level she, a bit. She just doesn't know what love feels like. This, 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 <laughs> whatever Aurel feels towards this man is yeah. wholly and unnatural again, it's, to her. It's, it's, it's actually, it's, com- it's not just that she's feeling like this affection. Thing. It's, a, it's a very complex, you know, the X thing might be yeah. more untrue. That, like, it's a very complex um, yeah. series of emotions. It's just, it's just It's causing like almost indigestion for you. It's a very odd situation, but Freya, you gain a level of exhaustion. Um, And also just due to the experiences you've had. Okay. Um, But you do not run into any creature threats, thankfully, and when you reach the Spire entrance, um, which is a location you have not been to in some time, it's a giant, almost looks like this futuristic... uh, elevator now that you look at it and Katavix even describes it as you walk into a platform and it kind of just shoots you up into the spire and you recognize the gate with all of its various um symbols of each of the now you know are the schools of magic and you've got the uh, the rites in hand however um emerging from um around a nearby building is a group of what you recognize as uh avarice's Army foot soldiers, like wielding their shardle and yeah. weapons, yeah. And then um, 
from a height flying down is Avarice herself flanked by two gargoyles as they fly down next to you, or ne- next to the, the doorway. And uh, she calls out and says, uh, I think it's time we had a little chat. And at the same time, moments later, Valish and Nass appear out of invisibility, and behind them appears the hulking form of the Ice Devil. And they said, uh, Hold on. What? We- <laughs> Chickens are coming home to rooster at once. <laughs> <laughs> yep, as that it's it's time to talk. <laughs> and with that, I think we're going to close out this session. I don't even know how to. Do. <laughs> uh, MVPC was Thimbleweed the surgeon mm-hmm. for the surgery. Uh, roll on that table pole, please. What did you find inside the Nothic brain? Yeah, a potion of resistance. A potion of resistance. You were able to squeeze out of its flesh slurry. Of course. Uh, what do you have to roll Excellent. again? Uh, roll a d10 for the type. Yep. Mm. Type did you find? Uh, cold. That's sure handy. Cold that brain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That could come in very handy here. All right, that's all we have. We, have, we, have a, we literally have an ice devil, right? I, I, it that's, could be. It could be handy. Like... It could be handy. Yeah, I'll be fascinated to see how you guys play this out Thanks, uh, next time. <laughs> uh, that's all we have for this week's session of Rhyme of the Frostbane. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle, Raymond, and Reese for playing, and thank you to the wonderful fans for watching and the patrons as always. Shout out to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Thomas, Stan, Brandon, Genocider, David, Eclectic, Roleplayer, Role, Christopher, Brian, William, David, Corey, Coa, 1337, Big Nut, John, John, Chris, Scott, Gene, Eric, Sox, Dan, Tyler, Nathan, Camp, Crystal Lake, Counselor, Big Shep, and Andrew, and Gold Patrons, RPG, Paper, Crams, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Desert Lounge, Sam, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Nathan, Fasica, Tortoise, Scott, Refus, Carolina, William, thank you all very much for your support. Live streaming our D&D adventures every week, and we will see you next time. I am very nervous about how this is going to play out. <laughs> and excited. And excited. Yeah. yeah. Fight them all and die glorious. <laughs> that is always an option. <laughs> that is always an option. <laughs> I like the song lyrics this week. <laughs> They're very good. Nice. Hold on to mix. And then Francine comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Writing up mammoths. <laughs>